1: Andy McGee set himself an ambitious goal of visiting all of America's national parks in one year. He's a couple of weeks into that trek. Now the partial government shutdown has gotten in the way. National parks, of course, have been impacted by the shutdown. Andy McGee joins me by phone from Plains, Georgia. And Andy, welcome. I understand you're sitting in a parking lot. That's
0: right, Don. I am sitting in the parking lot of Jimmy Carter National Historic Site, in beautiful Plains, Georgia. And the place is closed. There are signs on the door and no access.
1: And this is the kind of thing you've been running into, even though uh, this uh, shutdown's only been in effect for, what, a month now, I guess?
0: It feels like a month. It feels like longer than that. But uh, yes, it's been the case, uh, especially for the last week or more. I started off my trip in southern Florida, and um, those parks were open because they were being uh, staffed by volunteers from uh, a local nonprofit organization um, that was uh, keeping personnel uh, uh, and the visitor centers open, things like that.
1: So, what do you do now with regard to where you are specifically right now in Plains? Do you wait until the thing opens or are you just going to move on?
0: Well, my plan is to continue to move on um i have limited time i have set aside one year to visit all 418 units of the national park system those are all units that are administered by uh uh, the nps and um so i'm i have a bit of a time crunch in order to be able to do that under good circumstances and the the only thing i can think to do now is just continue on i'm I'm trying to document uh, the parks, the closed parks that I come across along the way. And um, my project has sort of turned into a, a bit more of a documentary project than uh, a kind of uh, photo vacation.
1: What's your next plan stop?
0: Uh, let's see. From here, I'm going to head a little farther south to um, the Florida Panhandle um, trying to find a bit warmer weather. It's, uh, it's not horrible here, and it's certainly not what you guys are dealing with in St. Louis, but um, it's a little colder, a little too cold for outdoors activities.
1: Andy, how did this whole project come into being?
0: Um, I have always been a, a big fan of the national parks, and uh, for years and years I've spent my vacation time uh, traveling to national parks, camping, hiking, that type of thing. So it's very familiar to me, and it's, um, you know, it's one of my passions. I think the parks are very special places, and I think that our national park system is one of the best things that this country has ever done. I think that, I think that, that the national parks taken as a whole, uh, all 418 units, paint the clearest picture of the identity of the United States of America our history, our culture, um, our incredible landscapes. Uh, it's all wrapped into the national park system, and anybody who wants to find the real identity of this country only has to visit the national parks.
1: Well, I guess you're one of the fortunate ones who can afford to take a year off to, to take this on.
0: I am. I'm very lucky to be able to do it, and I don't take it for granted. I've got... Uh, uh, some very good friends. I've got very good uh, employees, a very good business partner, and very good family who are all pitching in to some degree to uh, help me do this.
1: Well, we ought to give you a, a moment for a commercial here. Tell, tell folks what you do and who you are.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm a professional artist in St. Louis, and uh, I also am co-owner of Chochi's Picture Mart, a uh, picture frame company in uh, Kirkwood. Uh, we've been, um, uh, we've been in business, small family business. We've been there for almost 50 years now.
1: Yeah. I think most people know the name. Uh, I'm sure I'm certain that they do, but what, uh, what are some of the other things that you've run into Andy during the month or so that you've been out there?
0: well i've I've been like I said early, I was very lucky to get access to uh, some of the bigger parks uh, everglades in particular um, you know had a wonderful time and it was basically a normal visit except that there were no uh, national park staff, no park rangers uh, and that's unusual, but I didn't run into any major issues for a while, and then eventually I started noticing uh overflowing trash cans things i'm sure you've all heard about on the news seen pictures of online and stuff like that um you know and that became a little more disconcerting as i've gotten farther along into the trip and as the government shutdown has uh rolled on uh i started to notice uh i guess what you would call deeper impacts so you know in talking with um uh... locals uh, in the various areas i've been they're all starting to feel uh... financial strain because they rely on tourism dollars from the, the the park system the parks near their uh... towns and you know the gas station operators the hotel operators the restaurant operators they're all expressing concerns to me um, that um, they're not getting the tourism dollars that they would normally expect Um, I had, uh, I was lucky to have a few days in, um, Puerto Rico and the American Virgin Islands to visit the parks there. And they were especially concerned because they're still sort of scraping by to recover from the hurricanes. And we're very much counting, and this is their tourist season, and they're very much counting on, uh, on the tourism dollars. And, um... They were definitely feeling the impact from uh, a decline in park visitors.
1: This is the part of the story that only now is really beginning to be told. That is the yeah. uh, the spinoff, the ripple effect, if you will, of this whole thing.
0: Yes, yes, it is.
1: What do you think of this shutdown? I mean, is this uh, is this a tactic that you might support under other circumstances?
0: I don't like this tactic. I I think that. Um, you know, government should work. It's our government. Um, you know, I, the thought that keeps running through my head, and of course I'm sort of focused in this tiny little
1: uh, uh,
0: segment of the shutdown, and there are a lot of people out there that are hurting far worse than I am, and I recognize that. But the thing that keeps running through my mind is, you know, we're, the taxpayers are still paying our taxes, um, money that goes towards keeping government open, keeping people paid, keeping our parks open so that we can access them. And in a, in a way, I feel like uh, I'm being stolen from. I feel like I'm paying my money, uh, but I'm not getting the access that I'm paying for. And that's frustrating. It's very disappointing. But like I said, that's, um, that is a minor complaint compared to what many people are dealing with. You know, I... I a couple of nights ago, I was um, at a small park on the, on the uh, Atlantic coast, and I ran into one park ranger. It's the first one I've seen in a long time. And he was being forced to work pat- uh, security patrol um, without pay. And I had a brief conversation with him. And, you know, all I could do was thank him for being there and shake his hand. Um, I could see in his face just complete defeat and um, uh, just a, a real sense of sadness and insecurity in his face um, when he said that he was having to work with no pay. It was, it was a very, very sad moment.
1: And some interesting terms coming out of all of this. I mean, a lot of people who are affected uh, directly are saying they're being held hostage, and you say you're being robbed.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, I understand you've talked to some uh, some foreign tourists as well. If that in fact is the case, what are they telling you?
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, you always run into foreign tourists when you visit the national parks. Uh, people come from overseas, especially from Europe and from Asia, to visit our parks because they're world class. They're they're outstanding, and they they generate a lot of tourism dollars and interest. Um, You know, and I've I've, I've run into people from other countries um, hiking on trails or in campgrounds or whatever that um, are curious to try to understand why uh, the government isn't working, why the parks are closed. And, you know, as an American, I do my best job to try to explain the situation, but no matter how you try to explain it, they still don't get it because it's completely irrational and makes no sense. So, um, you know, it's been an interesting sort of conundrum uh, that I've run into a couple of different times on my trip so far.
1: It's got to be frustrating to you in in so many different ways, but uh, you'll be moving on and the year will be up in in a couple of months or 11 months or so, (laughs) and you will not have uh, met your objective. Uh, That's got to be frustrating.
0: It is frustrating, but I, you know, I'm an eternal optimist, Don, and I, you know, I'm out here uh, having a very good time, despite uh, not being able to fully experience everything that I came to see, but that, you know, and that is frustrating, but at the same time, I'm... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of the country. I'm seeing a lot of parks that I'd never seen before, even if only in a sort of fraction of the experience that I would normally have. And that's very rewarding, and I'm really enjoying myself. I think, um, I think despite whether or not I will be able to sort of meet my personal objective, which is just some, you know, arbitrary goal I set for myself, is largely irrelevant you know the journey is the destination and that's the way i look at it
1: well you said earlier on that you're going to be documenting this whole process in in what form are you going to do that are you going to commercialize it
0: i don't know if i'll commercialize it it might be more interesting at this point uh than it was in the beginning but um uh, I am doing my best to document it along the way in case something happens uh, after the end of the trip and I feel like putting together a book or uh, we've talked about, my friends and I have talked a bit about a podcast, might be a possibility. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm journaling uh, and I'm, I'm uh, doing uh, a lot of photography and I'm doing a lot of recordings along the way um, to sort of capture you know, the experience as it happens, and we'll see what happens on the back end.
1: Well, we want to touch base with you, I'm sure, uh, during the course of this, uh, these next months. Find out where you are and how well it's going, and hopefully uh, in the not-too-distant future, you'll be able to uh, uh, meet all your expectations in all the parks that you visit, Andy.
0: I hope so, too. Thank you very much for that, Don. I appreciate that.
1: We'll definitely want to talk to you when you fin- get finished as well. But, Andy McGee, thank you so very much. Good luck on your trip, and stay safe.
0: Thank you and stay warm in St. Louis.
1: We'll try. Thanks All again. Right. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.